Proverbs chapter 20, verse 9. Who can say, I have kept my heart pure? I am clean and without sin. I am repeatedly surprised at how many times I sense or hear people insisting that their heart is pure. I really hear, I hear this a lot, you know, when people are talking to me about the problems in their lives, they come and they sit in my office or I'm having a cup of coffee with them or something. And there's all these problems that are coming against them from outside themselves, but they, in their own view, are operating so purely and so righteously. They're the victim of all these things. The problem with that, of course, is if you talk to those other people, have another cup of coffee with them, they'll insist their heart is pure. And the person that thought they were wronged by them, they're actually the ones who have an impure heart. It's just a, it's just an amazing trick of sin that we always think, we often think that our heart is so pure, but upon actual close examination, especially by God, we say, mm, no, I, if I'm being honest, my heart was not pure. I, I was friends with this guy many years ago and he was going through this terrible hard time where he, he was, I think he was being fired or something. I can't remember what was going on. And he called me to describe the only thing that would get him to fall asleep at night because he was tossing and turning on his pillow all night. And he said, Pastor, the only thing that gets me to fall asleep is when I stare at the ceiling and I say to God, God, you know my heart. You know my heart is pure. You know my heart is pure. And then he would he would comfort himself and put himself back to sleep. Now, the irony of that story is this very same guy had uh, had lots of, the reason I knew him is because he had been in a lot of trouble from his own sin. He had gotten himself into all kinds of stuff. He knew his heart wasn't pure. He knew all the sin patterns in his life. Yet this lie that we tell ourselves is so deep that sometimes it even comforts us on our pillow. Oh Lord, you know my heart. And so what I tried to do with this man is I tried to say, let me just change that prayer a little bit. Let me offer you an, a new a new prayer in the middle of the night when you're tossing and turning. Instead of focusing on your own heart and insisting that it's pure, look into the heart of Christ. Just get, as you're lying there, as you're thinking about all that's going on in your life, look upon the pure, righteous, loving, compassionate heart of Jesus Christ, your Savior. And instead of insisting that he looks at yours and sees a clean heart, just look at his and marvel at the grace of God, um, wonder about the majesty of God's awesome heart. And he called me back a few days later and he said, that's, that's the focus. That's the new prayer. That's so much better. Uh, then we were able to have an honest conversation about all the things going on in his life, but I was partly preaching to myself there too. You know, I, I tell myself the lie sometimes that I'm pure and righteous and holy. And then I have to switch my prayer to say, no, 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 no. Look at the one who actually is pure and righteous and holy. Behold him. One of the revelations that uh, came to me uh, after reading the Bible is when it comes to human nature, how little has changed from the first, the third, uh, the third chapter of the first book in the Bible, Genesis. And what I mean mm -hmm. by that is what you yeah. just described is exactly what Adam and Eve were doing when... Yep, uh, wasn't me. Wasn't well, I mean, actually, it's worse than that. Uh, yeah. We may have uh, talked about this before, but it's, it's very... You know, 
first, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's a process of uh, coming right with God and, and, and uh, at least establishing some relationship with them. So they do what they do. They're, uh, for the most part, tricked into it, but they're also following, uh, you know, they're, they're defying God's one stricture. And they, uh, so they realize they're naked. And so they clothe themselves. Then they hear God in the garden and they go and hide. Hiding is like a metaphor for what most of us do mm -hmm. most of our lives. Mm -hmm. Hiding from the truth about ourselves. Then God confronts them. What have you done? He says. And I think it's Eve that first says, uh, I, the, snake, the, the snake, the creature, made me do it. Yeah. And, and then Adam says, she <laughs> made me do it. And then yeah. just to, uh, to emphasize how callow he really is, he says, the woman you made made me do it. So it's actually God's fault. And how has that changed? Hmm. Yep. Somebody tell me how that has changed. That's what actually started getting my real attention after I had uh, turned to the Bible um, in the, uh, I guess it was the uh, early 90s. And uh, I didn't know what I was reading. I, I didn't know that it might apply to me. I don't know. I didn't, you know, I was reading, but I wasn't sure why I was reading. And then it really dawned on me, and it was the wisdom books in the Old Testament, and that's why I did my first book on the wisdom books. Nothing has changed mm -hmm. except for Jesus Christ. In other words, apart from Christ, there is no out for the, 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 uh, how, how deeply we will allow ourselves to fall into sin. And therefore, lose our independence, lose our freedom, and lose the key relationship in our life. So, you know, it's, 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 please, people, know that anything you hear from the, the world out there in the media, they're not telling the truth about us and themselves. Nothing has changed. We're still the people that lied to God. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, uh, we'd still be all there.